Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Cool fact, a crocodile can't stick out its tongue. Also, you can get health insurance for a month or just under a year in some states. United Healthcare short-term insurance plans, underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage for you. Learn more at UH1.com. Hi, this is Nadine Dietz, host of CMO Moves. I just wanted to take a quick moment to say thanks so much for stopping by today and to give you a quick overview on what to expect. CMO Moves is all about game-changing leaders, their incredible journeys, the moves that they've made, and most importantly, their personal stories of how they got to be the leaders of some of the world's most exciting brands. I hope you'll enjoy their stories as much as I do and take away a few tips and some inspiration for your day. Enjoy the show. Hello and welcome to CMO Moves. Today I have Deborah Wall back with me, who is the global CMO of General Motors. Deborah, hi, and welcome back to CMO Moves. Hi, Nadine. It's great to be speaking with you again. I know. I, we were just talking, and I can't believe it's already been almost two years. I think you were one of the first four podcasts that I put out back in January of 2018. Another cool thing is. It just was published this morning. You are also part of the Ad Week 50. Oh, that's fantastic. What an honor. Yeah, it's pretty cool. I mean, these are the 50 top marketers to watch, and you're on that list. So uh, I'm, I'm very honored that you could take some time out, chat with me about your cool role, and, and also congratulations, too, because it hasn't been that long since you were the CMO of Cadillac and got promoted now to the global CMO over all of General Motors. So congratulations. Well, thank you very much. It's a real honor and it's a privilege uh, to be working with GM and for GM at this time. Incredible things are happening in this industry and I could not be happier. Yeah, well, I can see it all the time. I see you in every magazine and you're always smiling. It's infectious. So you clearly <laughs> are having a good time. Uh, but, but tell us a little bit about that move to this new role. Why did that happen? And, and how is that different from what you were doing before? Yeah, I think there are a couple of things. First, the auto industry is probably in the most transformative phase that it's ever been in, probably since the advent of the automobile. And in fact, our CEO, Mary Barra, often says that. She says that there's more change happening in the next five years than has really happened in the history of the industry. And I feel that completely at GM. What's really exciting about this opportunity is that GM is really pushing to be at the forefront of the change of the transformation. In fact, you see it in all the things that are happening from the core part of the industry where the new Corvette just won Motor Trend Car of the Year, which we're really proud about because it really symbolizes the engineering prowess and the creativity and the innovation of the teams uh, and what's happening at General Motors on the product side all the way to being able to be part of an incredible marketing team that is pushing the forefront on all aspects of how we do our business today and how we lead to growth. So it's a very special company. 
And uh, again, it's a really wonderful time to be in automotive and to be in marketing in automotive. Yeah, so it does sound like it's a very exciting time. And I, and I know you spend a lot of time talking about the role of the CMO and the objectives around growth. Can you talk a little bit about that and, and how you see the role continuing to evolve? Yep. And this is, as you know, it is one of my favorite topics because I think there's been a lot of debate and certainly we've seen the role of the CMO go through also, like I was talking about the automotive industry, probably the most amount of transformation that I've seen it in my 25 plus year career in marketing. So I think we've really focused in on the fact that the role of marketing is to create and drive growth for the company. And before we were always saying, oh, it's driving demand or just bringing more customers in, which is certainly true and still remains relevant. But it's also overall, how are we looking at growth in a bigger sense? Are we helping to drive growth through the products and the services that we have, how are we evolving and really looking at those in different ways as we look at how to create value for our customers, looking at category growth overall in every industry. Customers are expecting different things. Auto is no different. And in fact, it's probably even more there as we look at a variety of transportation and mobility options that people are starting to experiment and coming to expect. So I think that's what makes one our role in marketing so fascinating right now. I also believe that there's a new appreciation for that. And part of the transformation that Mary Barra and Barry Engel were seeking to do for GM is to really accelerate that and start positioning marketing as a competitive advantage for the company, not only in our industry, but as we look at where consumers choose to spend their time and with what brands they choose to interact with overall. Yeah. And, and you know, what's interesting too, is I was reading your article this morning on your Ad Week 50 win and Mary Barra was quoted in there talking about the mission of more effective and efficient and agile customer engagement. And when you think about all of those things wrapped around your comments around growth, I mean, there isn't probably a part of the company that you don't touch at this point, at least in a collaboration standpoint. Is that about right? Well, I think that's a really important point. We have to have a really holistic view of how we, one, work with all the different talent and all the different groups that are in the company, and then how do we use that to leverage this this growth? And so in the past, you might have had a, a silo of people sort of saying, hey, I do marketing. This is my area. Now, I think what we're finding as everything becomes a lot more interactive for the customer overall, that as marketers, we really do collaborate with all the different groups, look at, first of all, how we creatively uh, bring to life the stories of the technology and the opportunities and the services and the products that our colleagues are creating. And then one, how do we leverage that for more value for the customers? I all, you know, you'll hear me go back to that point over and over again. And it's the minds that are creatively looking at that, that are really helping us to push further. Um, so at GM, for example, we just, uh, as part of the reorg where we appointed the global CMO position again, we also put a new customer experience group because of the recognition that how we all need to operate is truly focused on that customer experience and bringing that to life in different ways. Okay, so a new customer experience team, and you mentioned a reorg. What does your team actually look like now? So we've 
looked at all the best practices, certainly as you put in this global CMO role, which today I think needs to be really focused at driving growth for your individual brands. GM is a house of brands. The primary way that people enter and become uh, part of our family is through either Chevy or Cadillac or GMC or Buick. So it's really important that we continue to have that hierarchy. So I have dual reporting. So each of the uh, marketing leads of each of these brands reports to me and also reports to their business lead. We actually did a dual full lines because it just represents how important that collaboration is that I was speaking about before. We can't afford to have anyone be territorial or think about silos. We all just really need to think about how we progress the work and get it done to the best effect. So I think that's going to be really interesting. And then I'll give credit to my uh, friend, Mark Pritchard. He was very generous. I spent a lot of time with Mark as I was about to enter this role, you know, just getting perspective from other CMOs about what's worked and what hasn't worked. And I think it's really important to focus on the bigger picture, how we drive value overall, especially if you have a house of brands, to make sure that everyone's utilizing the best practices of their colleagues, getting it to the next level, and then helping that collaboration across the board. So is then the customer experience team a service team for all the brands, or is it nested under each of the brands, or or how, how do we think about that? Yes, we put in one customer service team who then we will work across the board with all the different brands and all the services. So I think if you look at the past, there's always been a tendency for an individual business group to do the best they could to optimize their experience with the brand. But when you have things that are different groups like OnStar, Chevy, we have a loyalty program, et cetera, they've developed the past as those groups really optimizing. Now what we're looking at is put the customer in the center and optimize all this ecosystem for their benefit. So it changes the way that we work together. It changes some of the focus. It simplifies everything. So a single logon for customers versus multiple logons, et cetera. And I think as we look at that overall, we'll take the whole experience at General Motors up to the next level. I mean, if you think about it, with OnStar, General Motors was the first sort of connected service brand, certainly in automotive. So now it's taking that to the next level of the modern customer experience and aligning everyone together. And is that where the subscription service comes in? Yes, well, that's one of the tests. Uh, We are really promoting test and learn, as you can imagine. And um, subscription or different ownership models or payment models are all part of what we're looking at now. I think no one's sure of which direction is fully going to win for the customer. So it's really important to be testing and learning and developing because there's two aspects. One, what is the customer value? And two, how do you make a productive uh, business model and business equation out of it. So we have to make sure that we're solving for both. Okay, great. And that's coming up next year, right? Exactly. Oh my gosh. Okay, so cool. So, well, let's let's talk about some of the things that you're working on, like the subscription service. What else is going on in your world? Ah, let's see. So, you know, first we're looking at continuing to optimize all the things that we have with data and knowledge and, and customer targeting and personalization, and of course, all within the rules as they develop going forward. But I still think that's a really pertinent part. So we've moved everything over to audience-based marketing, really looking at propensity targets, which are very different than what we might have thought of targeting in the past. 
that's proving to be incredibly fruitful, much higher levels of engagement. So that's sort of one thing overall. The next thing that we're working on is really building these customer experience foundations within the strategies that fit for each brand. So for instance, for Cadillac, they're working on a strategy that would be an intuitively yours customer experience. Chevy will be working on its foundation, GMC with the trucks, et cetera. So that becomes a very exciting opportunity as well. And then third, and this is where I think everyone gets very excited. Mary Barra, our CEO, has issued a vision and an ambition. We want to contribute to a world of zero crashes, zero emissions, and zero congestion. And if you can imagine that, that is what all of our technology and our developments as we move forward is driving towards. So for example, on zero crashes, we really um, have cutting edge technology with something called Super Cruise, which currently is in the CT6 and the Cadillac lineup. It will be coming to all the Cadillac vehicles and then we'll um, go further down. And it starts to use assisted driving technology, no hands, no feet, basically, which really helps. It keeps you more energized. It can allow for safer driving tactics. It can really help navigate as uh, people go through challenging traffic conditions. So we're really excited um, about that and the technology that's developing on that side. On zero emissions, we're really moving towards a fully electric world. We believe that that is the direction and we're going all out to create that. And you'll all be hearing a lot of news about that going forward into the future. So it's very um, exciting time as we look at making sure we maximize the business opportunities today, develop new customer experiences that are holistic and all embracing overall, and then really move to fulfill this ambition of uh, zero crashes, zero emissions, and zero congestion. Wow, uh, very exciting stuff. It, I, I couldn't help but think in my head because you are formerly the CMO of McDonald's, but before that was the CMO at Chrysler going back now almost 10 years ago. And if we just mm. think about your role as CMO of Chrysler 10 years ago, is there any similarity at all just given how much cool new things that you're working on? <laughs> Um, well, interesting. Yeah, I think a lot of the core components, we're still looking at how do we you know, have the best vehicles for our customers, make sure we're fulfilling their needs, getting um, engagement up. But the way that we do that has changed dramatically. And just one, with the level that technology is at today, it's very different than it was 10 years ago. So with all that state core to our principle, I mean, it's all about engaging and having a trusting relationship with our customers. So that is the fundamental that has existed, was the same for McDonald's, was the same 10 years ago in the auto industry. But the way we're able to fulfill that has changed remarkably. If you just think about the way vehicles are, they basically now serve as software platforms. All of the vehicles that GM is releasing in the future are really on a um, dynamic integrated platform that almost serves like uh, software where you can provide over there updates for different features and things that are going on. So it really changes the way that people interact with their vehicles uh, and the relationship that they have. So uh, again, more change than I've seen ever before in my career, which is why the marketing industry is just vital and more exciting 
and more fulfilling than it has been, I think, at any time in the past 30 years. Yeah, it's clear in your voice how excited you are about marketing, and that, that's so cool to hear. I'm like you. I'm very excited about the potential. I'm just curious, though, on one thing, because you had mentioned the role of the CMO is to drive growth, and recently we've seen an emerging new title called the Chief Growth Officer. It's been around for a little while, but it's still relatively new. How do you consider that, and how is that different or the same, or is it just different strokes for different folks? I think it's redundant. <laughs> I think as a CMO, if you're not driving growth, um, there's definitely an issue and that needs to be adjusted and changed. So I would hope it for groups that feel that they need a chief growth officer, I think then uh, we need to rethink how we're setting up marketing overall. Uh, I think if we're doing well and for those companies that are really thriving with the chief marketing officer, that's a key component of, of how they're Uh, doing their jobs and achieving objectives. Yeah, so clearly lots of conversation in the industry right now around that, and I I think you're right on. So let's talk about growth, and we were just talking about the evolution of the role and the way that you are doing marketing has changed dramatically. How did you, over the last 10 years, keep yourself up to speed on things that were happening in the industry with maybe some tips from others who are right there alongside you? Well, I think First is, and this is why it's so exciting to be in the industry right now, there's a lot to learn still. And so it is a constant, not only intellectual challenge, but also making sure that your ears to the ground and you're really uh, staying engaged with a lot of people. This is not a time where you can sort of sit back in your office and just focus on your current job. I think you have to be uh, out there uh, discussing with people, learning from people, really understanding the different elements in our industry, because everything changes, you know, month by month, if not even faster. So I do a lot of that. I try to engage as much as I can with people that are leading the charge in in different industries and areas. I spent a lot of time following Brian Weiser while he was at Pivot. Now he's at Group M, but, you know, I still follow his advice. And I think anyone else who writes on the industry overall constantly. What's beautiful right now is you're an example. There are all these amazing podcasts where, (laughs) you know, you can use every minute in your car or while you're exercising or anything to, you know, continue your learning trend. And um, I'm back to reading a ton, Um, you know, as a, for a while when everything was video and everything is on YouTube, I, I spent a lot of time in that. And now I'm really back to reading and studying again, because there are just so many elements that are changing and going on that we all need to be aware of. Uh, so it's just constant. I think that's what keeps us all engaged, keeps us all young, keeps us all motivated uh, because there is so much change going on. Yeah, there sure is. And, and as you think about even more change coming, things like AI or machine learning, you know, how are you thinking about that in the context of your current team skills and how you might want to use it in the future, uh, especially around how that might change the the dynamic within your team? Yeah, well, two things. I think we're um, aggressively using it in many different areas just because there's so much unstructured data and we have to get better at piecing through and learning. So machine learning is playing a significant role, even on things like our call centers, you know, to help us have the right answers and 
get to exactly the issue that a customer might be calling in on. So uh, we're seeing that. On the other hand, I think it's incredibly important to keep the human perspective in all of this. So we always have to sort of test and balance as we use AI and ML to make sure that we're actually going in the right direction. Um, so it's important. Second piece of that is we all have to be educated on it. So. I think um, the idea of keeping everyone up to speed, there's always a lot of self-learning, but um, I think we have to really think about a different way of educating, training all of our marketing professionals. And this is one of my beefs, Nadine, like in the past, uh, uh, you know, you either were creative or you were analytical. So in marketing, either you went to the creative side or you went to the media side if you were more analytical numbers focused. I really think that's a complete myth that we need to bust. Uh, I think people are absolutely just as capable of being creative and analytical at the same time as at any time. It just goes back to like old ways of educating and the tracks that we put people in. The more and more that we study, the more, the more that you see them absolutely join together. So I think that's the next thing for all of us to do, sort of bust the old myths about where talent is and what they're good at, and think about how we start using people in different ways, helping them form their talents together in different ways, uh, really becoming good at that, because that's really the future of our industry. Wow. Okay. So I love that. And of course, my next question to you is going to be, well, how do you bust that myth? I mean, are there things that you're doing right now to sort of break down those, we'll call them artificial barriers? Uh, yes. One, I think it's just in um, recruiting and how we think about and look at people. I think it's also about how we do train people internally and we set expectations. Again, I'm just going to eliminate this whole idea that there's a creative track and an analytical track. <laughs> and then I think in the future, we'll start putting those roles together a lot more. Um, you know, we've always had this pendulum swing where we separated roles in marketing and then we put them together. I think we're back to the point of how do we um, integrate a lot more again? Uh, and we'll be seeing that uh, coming together. I love that. Okay, so I'm going to check back in with you again next year. Why not? You know, we're on a roll here, Deborah. Like every year we have to get together, okay? <laughs> it's a deal. I love it. And uh, I could spend so much more time digging into this with you, but we are coming close to being at the end of our time, which is unfortunate. Um, so there's a couple things I can't miss with you. And one is your best piece of advice for someone in marketing today. Either you received it from somebody else or you discovered it on your own. It could be more than one too, if you'd like, uh, but well, let's hear it. So the best piece of advice, I have a mentor named Dr. Harry Cohen, who just wrote a book called Be the Sun, Not the Salt. And the whole idea is a heliotropic perspective on life so that if you are really the sun and shining the sun on people, they blossom, of course, much more than if you're throwing salt. So I think I spent way too much time in my life trying to prove that I was worthy of being in the room by being the smarter person in the room. And it was much easier to throw salt, criticize other people's ideas or find the things lacking than really being the sun and looking at how we blossom. So my whole perspective now is trying to uh, follow that path. Not always easy, I have to admit it. But um, I think that's really important as I look back on my career um, and also for myself too, you know, how much further along and how much more powerful that can be. 
Okay, that gives me goosebumps. That's really, really great advice. But speaking of the sun, okay, so <laughs> see, you know how my brain works, right? I just sort of leapfrog all over the place. But I can't help but picture you in a Miata convertible driving around <laughs> Malibu with the sun shining down on you because that's what you were talking about in your first podcast last year and how you just <laughs> loved marketing. Obviously, you still do. But it was like the adventures of Deborah Wall. We went to Paris together. We went to Brazil. You All of a sudden, I'm in a convertible driving down the, the beachfront. I mean, so many fun things that you shared with us in that podcast. But if you could, and you've already probably given us the answer, but if you think about that lady driving around back then, and you would give her this advice from Harry Cohen, is there anything else you would tell her? don't do this or make sure you accelerate there. I would tell her to spend a lot more time on the relationship side of life instead of always just trying to finish all the assignments and working so many hours um, to try to outwork everyone. I, I really think it's the relationship side and developing those that uh, lead to the most fulfillment, lead to the most extraordinary actions and ideas and results and just uh, make life a whole lot better. Again, more great advice. Okay, well, Deborah, thank you so much for coming back to CMO Moves and giving us an update on your cool new role. Thank you, Nadine. It's always such a pleasure talking to you, and it's always great to be reflective about these jobs that we're in and that we're doing, and um, it just really makes me even more excited. So here's the 2020 coming up. <laughs> I'm with you. 2020. Thank you so much, my friend. Thank you, Nadine. Thank you so much for tuning in today. I hope you enjoyed the show. If you did, I would love your help in sharing CMO Moves with one of your friends or colleagues who you think might enjoy it too. And if you have time, I would really love your review or ratings on Apple or SoundCloud. So thanks again and have a great day. Hey there, are you ready to elevate your personal brand or company? Meet Viral Growth, your one-stop shop for video content and audience building. Imagine growing your brand organically on social media without the hassle of editing videos for hours. With Viral Growth, it's a breeze. They handle the brainstorming, scripting, and editing while you simply just hit record. And don't worry about your niche. They cater to everyone, from business and marketing to health and wellness. Are you ready to make waves in the social media realm? Visit viralgrowth.io and use code ADWEEK, that's A-D-W-E-E-K, all lowercase, and get 10% off your plan. Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high-end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market.